What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the newest edition of Matt Goes to the Movies. Back again to discuss the Halo show streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we are three episodes deep into the Halo TV series and this new one uh, entitled Emergence actually leaves a little bit of hope for me after watching this episode still not the greatest and you know we'll get into that here as as we continue on our, our review for this episode but i will say that this is definitely better than what i have experienced so far so as we're going to get into this episode as always Rob is going to be here with us to discuss Halo. Uh, any listeners that are going to join the chat, let us know what you think of this episode. We'll certainly talk about those thoughts as we're on the air. But Rob, as we're three episodes into this, I know you recently just got a chance to watch this today. A lot going on. Uh, I, I've already stated how this is better than what we, at least for me, this is better than what we got in the first two episodes. Not that that's saying much based on how much I dislike the first two episodes. I, I do feel like this episode maybe gave me a little bit of hope, but it's not, uh, I'm certainly not, you know, I, I, I haven't turned the corner on this show. I, I'm close to that. Um, I, I will say I'm turning the corner a little bit. I'm starting to see maybe a glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel. And I think largely this is based on me just coming to terms with, A, this is not the show that I asked for or wanted, but I'm going to just let the show be what it's going to be. They're not really telling the story that I kind of always had thought they would tell. And that's fine. They're going to tell something completely different. They're going to tell a story that is loosely using some of the characters that we know and some of the general ideas that we know, and they're going to give us something a little bit different. So I actually found myself somewhat compelled by what we saw this week. I, I think there were some things we could have done without. I think there were definitely some things that this episode stumbled over, obviously. Um, but in terms of my level of interest, um, I think if you if you gave up after the second episode, and and I would forgive you if you had, because I nearly did, and you nearly did too, um, you know, you might miss out on where this is maybe starting to to get interesting now. Yeah, I mean, I still, you know, I. I, I peeked around the corner and I saw somebody getting their purse snatched. So I still, I haven't, you know, I haven't walked down, the, I, I haven't walked down the street yet. I, I still stayed off to the side, but I, I will say that at least it seemed, this episode seemed at least a little bit more interesting, but in order to talk about that, why don't we just get right in? You know, let's, let's talk about our watch rating, low, medium, high, should you rewatch this episode? You know, does it does it offer anything in terms of watching it again that can help add to the story? Uh, I'll go first and I'll, I'll let you cap off the segment. For me, I actually will go back. Um, you know, I, I thought episode one and two after rewatches are both low. I will say that I do feel episode three is at least a medium um, that you could go back and rewatch this episode as we're getting 
you know, a, a little bit deeper into the series, maybe a little bit deeper into lore. There's certainly a character that's introduced in this episode that's going to, um, you know, I hope bring a lot to the show. But again, it's a medium on the level of out of anything. This is, I think, the best overall episode that they've had. And that's not, again, to me saying much because I highly dislike the first two episodes for me though, this is a medium. It at least introduces a character that seems to be really relevant, but at the same time, some of the things that happen, I, I do think it leaves me with a lot of questions. Um, also one of the, the main characters just boy, if I didn't like them before, I really don't like them after this episode. So for me, it's a medium. So this is the first one I haven't had a chance to watch a second time. Um, I actually have been, I've been crazy busy this week. Um, I'm trying to move back into my house after some, some home damage we had, uh, you know, incurred in reconstruction and things like that. Uh, I talked about it a little bit here and there over the last couple of months, but it's been a process. So trying to move back in this week uh, has been crazy. I finally was able to uh, watch this episode finished up probably about 45 minutes ago. And I was actually starting to look forward to it because I think that there's, I think there was a chance that this could start turning around. I mean, you think about the amount of money they've dumped into this thing and the fact that we were likely going to get Cortana in this episode. Um, I was curious about that. I wanted to, um, I wanted to see what they did with it. I wanted to see how they were going to introduce her. The fact that they have Jen Taylor doing the voice, I mean, there's almost nobody else you could possibly get. There's, you know, I, I think not having the same voice actor that does Master Chief. Okay, I get that because they want to show this guy's face the whole time. But when you've got just a digital character and Jen Taylor is so iconic as Cortana, um, perfect choice. I don't know that you could have done it better. I don't know that there's another way you could do it and not have fans revolt. I'm going to give this a medium as far as a watch rating. Um, I think there's some things, there's scenes I definitely would just skip through. There's, there's some gratuitousness in this, in this week's episode that it just didn't, it, I don't know. I didn't need it. Uh, I'm not watching a saw movie. Uh, I'm not watching hostile. Um, that's not what I sat down to watch tonight. So I, I would definitely have the remote in hand and and fast forward through a couple things. But outside of that, it's a medium. And I, I'm curious to see where some of these relationships that we get introduced to develop. Yeah. Um, I think that's, you know, where we have to get into definite spoiler territory for this. So, you know, listeners, it's in the description, but this is going to be heavy spoilers going forward as we move into what we call popcorn time. So if for some reason you haven't watched this episode, you haven't watched this episode yet and you don't want to be spoiled, obviously you need to to pause this episode, come back, listen to it because we're going to get into popcorn time and we are going to definitely get into the nitty gritty of this. And, and Rob, the first thing that I want to talk about here is okay you have made peace with this is not the show that you wanted uh master chief is going to be what seems like forever now mostly out of his you know his armor we're going to get a more human side of him for me it still doesn't help that his human side is literally a piece of wood that you would buy from home depot <laughs> um because he just he doesn't 
he doesn't emit any emotion for me. And in this episode, you can really see that they're trying to get an emotional connection from the audience. And again, I maybe I'm in the like in the minority of this group because I just don't see it. And I'm just I'm dying to see what people would think of him because his acting is so wooden. And I don't I just I don't feel any emotion for him. Like when he is is talking about I feel things and I a family, a dog like, boy, it doesn't matter to me. At all. Um, and that's that's still my biggest problem is you've decided to go a direction with this character that I didn't want, but at least have somebody that can portray emotion. And he just doesn't do that for me. So to I may maybe give him a little bit of a pass. It seems like they are directly ripping off Equilibrium, uh, which is a phenomenal movie. And Matt has a, a solo episode on the show to uh, talk about it. So definitely go watch that. Is it still on HBO Max? Do you know? I think it was at one time anyways. Um, but anyways, you should watch that movie because it's fantastic. Um, there's definitely a scene that's lifted right out of there. Um, I won't get into too many spoilers for that movie if you haven't seen it which you should see it um but they equilibrium did it far better um if they're trying to make him seem wooden because he doesn't have the ability to really grasp his full range of emotion then maybe you give him a little bit of pass and, and let's see how he does when he's got the pellet out of his spine that lets him sense emotion Let, let's see um but for right now, you know, I, I guess the little thing that injects the prosium into his body is out and uh, I, I guess we'll let him take it from there yeah, you know what? Um, I, I'm gonna. It's hard not to make that equilibrium comparison, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. But I, I do want to point out, Rob, as as you and I are talking about this episode, um, a listener, you know, pointed out he's like on a nervous system depressant, and yeah, you know, you just mentioned, okay, he's got the chip taken out. Let's let's see where he goes from here, and I'm I'm willing to to go that route because again, I'm, I'm going to make mention here of, of one of the listeners that's chatted in here. Exact quote. Thanks. The first episode came in ripping, uh, kind of drags out second episode building block. Third, definitely, um, has been the best so far. I, I would agree with that statement. I still have some questions about this third episode. Uh, one of my questions is again, maybe this is just me. Quan. Um, she really came off as like an unlikable brat in this episode to me. I, I didn't feel anything for her, her plight, her struggle to, to want to get back and defend her father's honor. That part is not working for me either. Uh, how, how do you feel about Quan going forward? Cause it, it doesn't look like we're seeing less of her anytime soon. I didn't care about her storyline in the first episode. I didn't care about it in the second. Uh, hold on. Third episode. Let me check. Still don't care. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, that's again, just a big problem with the show for me is these secondary characters are not working. Now, one thing that I, I'm curious about, I, I'm insanely curious. You, have jeez, oh, how do you pronounce her name? Is it me? Is it Meek, who's working with the Covenant? That's you know one of the the people who can t like sense the artifact and everything like that. How do you pronounce her I name? I think 
Is it Mackie, maybe? Okay, yeah, Mackie. I, I actually mean, don't care either way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what what is she controlling when she takes over the ship? Because Yeah, she- all right. So the the hunters, and this is never really fully explained in the games. You kind of have to have read some of the the expanded universe novels. So the the hunters in the game are actually not one organism. They are, and I'm going to mispronounce the actual covenant name. So so there's actually two different names for all these species. There's the names that the humans give them, and then there's the names that the individual alien species have. Um, so like when they were talking about Sankili, that's actually the elites. Um, so if you if anybody's been like wondering, like oh they're talking about this Sankili language, what is that? Well, those are the elites. Uh, that's their name for it. Um, so the the hunters, the, I believe they're called, and I'm going to mispronounce this, but it's it's Lecolo or Lecagolo or something along those lines. Um, they're actually more of like a hive mind of, you know, like a hundred thousand worms that sort of form like one creature that that all work together. Um, you, if you had only ever played the games, you wouldn't know that. Like they don't really reference it. It's only in okay. the novels. Okay, because I I was really confused have having never read the novels. I thought for a second I was like, are we are we getting our first look at the flood? Is she controlling them? What is like what is her deal? And to me, she definitely has some more backstory because you know they they show her you know being taken. Um, by the covenant when she was a kid, which by the way, I don't think any guy in the history of the world has ever actually been kissed by a girl by reading a book that says they kiss and then actually got kissed. Like that scene was really, really bad. Um, (laughs) yeah, but it's terrible. That kid has no game at all whatsoever. Yeah. Like I I am kind of curious though, because she at least seems like she's not fully on for the covenant right now. So I, again, I will say that this episode, this, you know, version is not what I wanted, but I am really surprised by how they actually got me intrigued to where I'm like, okay, I actually am looking forward to episode four because I was not looking forward to episode three. Um, So I'm going to give it credit for being able to do that. Yeah. There's, they're really going heavy with the, the trope of the fascist dystopian kind of, I don't know, vibe that you get in a lot of, um, a a lot of sci-fi that takes place like way far in the future and the way distant future and all these other planets and worlds. There's, there's a hundred million of them that you can think of that. It's, you know, again, just a super, fascist regime and they're they're really leaning into it hard and every time they do it fails and it's like i'm not i'm not interested in it like they've they've got that kind of i guess it's a prison camp at the beginning where they're you know dismantling stuff and they're just you know zapping the kids with the shock batons like i don't know like i'm not sure what the story is they're trying to say i guess at the very least for the turncoat human that's working with the covenant, if you're trying to help us figure out why she is turning against her own, that it's it's still really weak for me. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's a good point, and I'm I'm torn on this next part that I want to talk about. There's a major introduction in this episode. 
part of it I think is really good. And part of it I'm I'm confused by because again, maybe they're trying to to get the viewer invested. And it's more of maybe me getting out of my own head and accepting that what they're doing here is to get more fans on board with the show. They're not just looking for the people who have played the games to come on board and like this. So let's talk about the introduction of Cortana. I like the look. Uh, Of course, like you said, you know, you have the voice. I'm not sure I agree with the direction that they have originally taken her and John's relationship. I mean, you obviously get the, the scene where they are trying to make her seem like an ally and not, you know, hindering him from taking out his inhibitor chip, uh, which people are now adoringly calling him master cheeks instead of master chief. Um, That's, that's the running gag on the, on the internet right now, because you see a lot of, of master chief in this episode, but I'm not sure that this is exactly what I need from Cortana and, John's relationship. So in terms of the way that she's introduced, you know, and this is the game, but I don't know how many viewers you really keep by just giving us what we, what we got in the game. Having her as kind of this, uh, I guess, double agent for, for lack of another way of, of putting it, you know, she's, it's almost like a triple agent because she's got her directive from the UNSC. Her, um, <clears throat> And then she's also going to be establishing this uh, this relationship with with the Master Chief. So she's almost like trying to be pulled in three different directions. Um, that could be really compelling and interesting as the show goes on. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I'm I, I'm willing to to sit here and give this um, a better shot than I was, and I, I'm going to point out again uh, the main character who plays you know, master chief, this is my first, this is my first experience with him. His name is, uh, if I'm going to pronounce it correct, Pablo Schreiber. I I think I'm, you know, pronouncing that right. I hope so. Um, but you know, one of our listeners, uh, this is, he's kind of always played this hard, uh, hard edgy type from what I'm understanding. Um, in a bunch of movies where they're uh, like war movies and stuff like that. So uh, again, with, with him getting this chip taken out and as his develop uh, his relationship with Cortana develops, hopefully maybe we get a, a better side of him and, and it turns around. But when, you know, when are we going to see, halo so to speak when are we going to see master chief again besides that five minute scene in the original episode and are they going with okay because i I, like i've been pondering this after this episode ended we've got six more there's nine episodes total in season one how does season one of halo end does it end with reach being destroyed does it end with us landing on the ring because what what do you hook viewers who maybe are like you and me, Rob? And again, maybe six episodes is a long way to go. By episode nine, we could be totally turned around on this show. Yeah. But if, but if you're not, how do you get the fans of Halo like you and me to come back 
for season two. Is season two, okay, this is now Halo. This is Master Chief on the ring. Where could this possibly end? Does it end with Reach getting destroyed? Like, what's the end game for season one? How do they keep viewers hooked? You know, at the point that we're at now, we still have not even seen the ring. They've kind of acknowledged, they've sort of talked around it a little bit. Um, you know, the the prophets have kind of mentioned the the artifact and holy relic and things like that. Um, it seems like the the item that he's going back to kind of his home, his childhood home is going to help lead to a ring. I've really been thinking a lot about that is do we get to the ring by the end of season one? Does reach get glassed by the end of season one? Um, does season one end with the introduction of the flood? You know, there's all of these things that they could do. I, they've already greenlit this thing for a second season. So that really leads me to believe season one en- ends in some kind of cliffhanger that gets people talking about it, uh, waiting for the, for the season two and, and getting them drawn in. But at this point, it's hard for me to think that we don't have a, a stark improvement in quality over the last several episodes. And when I say stark improvement in quality, I really mean, I guess what I mean there is is appeal to the the hardcore gamer of Halo who loves this world, loves these characters, and and loves the action to to draw us in. I mean, again, they spent ninety million dollars to make nine episodes of television. We know where they spent it on the first one because there was some some real major sets going on. There was a lot happening there. Um, I haven't really seen where they've been spending their money on the second and third, so it, it kind of leads me to believe we're we're in for some action uh, in the you know second two thirds uh, or the second uh, middle third and final third of of the show. I'm I'm hoping for it at least. It's it's hard to think we won't get it. Yeah, no, I I think that's a a really really valid point i, I want to ask you rob because this is one thing this this just reminds me of the phantom menace we talked about this you know now we have this whole two separate teams plot and i could still care less where where they're examining the artifact i i just none of that stuff is interesting to me yeah I, again i I haven't been very compelled by a single scene that Miranda Keys has been in. Um, I'm a little more so interested now, but it seems to me like they just kind of throw her in. She has like different jobs for the UNSC. Like she's the the first person to meet like rescue teenagers from from insurrectionist worlds where everybody gets murdered and and she's kind of bad at that job by the way like she's pretty terrible at it um you know it seems like maybe she's broken some of the covenant languages a bit um so maybe she's okay at that but in terms of being able to figure anything out or accomplish anything it seems like she pretty much just gets run over with everything every conversation she ever has she's getting completely steamrolled um it doesn't seem like she's very good at much how does she have so many jobs Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, it, it just it doesn't help that a lot of these secondary actors, to me, just not <laughs> they're not good. They're just and again, good actors can have a really hard time with bad dialogue because there's some really bad dialogue in this episode and throughout this show so far. But nothing, nothing on that front is working. Even the relationship between Master Chief, um, 
and Helsley is not working for me. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about her other than I'm getting to the point where I don't care. And again, that's that's much worse than liking a character or hating a character. Not caring is not what you need from your audience. Yeah. And there's a little bit of this that I think comes from the games where she's got her own kind of protocols and her own ideas uh, about what, how she wants to do things. I think that's definitely being stretched quite a bit. Um, you know, there's times where I think she's, you know, they want to arrest Halsey and, and the Spartans are like, nah, we're not gonna. Um, so it's, it's, I think her motives aren't exactly clear um, as to what she's trying to do and why it seems like she wants John on her side, but it also seems like she's trying to manipulate him. What exactly is her end game? Because you could say it's the the greater good, the safety of humanity, but it, it almost seems like there's a little bit more of a mad scientist thing to her where it's like, I don't really care about what is going to happen. I just want to find out if I can. And that kind of seems more like her motivations to me at this point, as opposed to just this altruistic save humanity, you know, fight back this alien race that's trying to wipe us out. Right. Yeah, it it, it definitely doesn't seem that's just a great way to put it, because I was trying to think of, okay, although I like this episode more than I liked episode one and two, when you when you really break down this episode, it doesn't feel like a lot happened. And I think that's part of the problem is, okay, what, what is her end game and what are some of these characters, you know, end games? Because yeah, you have this alien race that's trying to wipe you out, but more of the focus seems to be on these, you know, backdoor politics and people using this situation to their own, you know, their own advantage instead of being like, Hey, we have an alien race that's trying to wipe us out. Let's focus on that. No, there's, oh, I want to get the Cortana program off the ground. Oh, I like, th- there's just so many branching paths that it, it feels like it's just drama for the sake of drama to me. Exactly. And, um, you know, I was speaking with a mutual friend of ours earlier today about the series and, um, and I'm not sure if he'd had a chance to listen to the first two episodes or not of, of our recap, but, um, you know, he had made the comment that he was really into the show. And I said, really? Cause I'm really not been, <laughs> and, and neither had you really been into the show at this, at this point. And I said, you know, tell me a little bit more. So he, uh, he was chatting with me back and forth a bit today and made the comment that it, you know, it, it might be kind of a slow burn like like an hbo series typically is and and that really fits in something that we had talked about and there's all of these kind of like you said backdoor back and forth kinds of things um that they spend a lot of time focusing on you know all of these characters with competing interests and double crosses and setups for double crosses and you know at this point it seems like we we spend more time figuring out where everybody's loyalties are um, as opposed to a game that's about a, or a, a show that's based on a game. That's a first person shooter where you spend most of your time f- shooting and throwing grenades and jumping in warthogs and running over grunts and exploding things like that's, that's what it is. And I, I realized after we finished recording last week that I missed the obvious uh, name for this, where it, instead of it, Halo combat evolved, the show was really Halo combat avoided. 
And that's, again, that's just not what I think the average Halo fan wants out of this show. We want combat. Like, let's let's see it. You know, I don't really care about most of this other stuff. Let's see some grunts. Let's see some elites. Let's let's see some firefights. Right. Exactly. And I, I do think, again, I I hate to stress this point. But seeing where they're leading, John touching the artifact again, um, you know, being convinced that the the next artifact is located on his home world, I do feel like we might actually be in the midst of getting to maybe more because now you you know you have John going after the other one, but you have the covenant what seems like now really going after the artifact themselves. Like now it's okay. This is what's going to, you know, this is what's going to propel the show. It feels like we're going in the right direction because I don't know how much longer you can just keep this political aspect of the show going before again, it just, it bottoms out. And it just goes to show you how copycat Hollywood is in general. Like you remember when Twister came out and then there was just a bunch of disaster movies like, you know, Dante's peak. And I think there was one just called volcano and stuff like that. Like everybody made disaster the, movies. The, and then, the, you know, the I talked core. about it earlier. Oh yeah. That one was bad too. Um, and then like I talked about it earlier, but after saw came out all of a sudden, like torture porn was like huge. They had hostile, and and all of the other horror movies kind of turned into more of like that crazy over the top gore and things like that just based on what we saw in the movie saw like house of wax had that and you know a bunch of other stuff along those lines like hollywood is very copycat and they've seen that people like i don't know if we'll ever really get another show like game of thrones where it was the only show anybody in America talked about, like it just completely dominated. Like everybody watched game of Thrones, people who would not normally be into, you know, a fantasy style show, you know, arms and armor and swords and sorcery and, and that sort of thing. Like, People who would have no interest in that sort of thing, who would never watch Lord of the Rings, certainly never sat down and rolled a, a 1D3 to, you know, roll for initiative. Like people would have never played Magic the Gathering were watching Game of Thrones. Like everybody right. was watching that. And now there was a there was a that work poll that we had. Yes. For yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. We, so who was going to be sitting on the Iron Throne when it was all said and done? Yeah, we we had a we had a poll in for that. I'd almost kind of forgotten about that actually. Um, but you think about it, like people do that for the Super Bowl, like people do that for the NCAA tournament, and and people in our office were doing that for the end of Game of Thrones, or, or was it was it who's going to sit on the Iron Throne, or was it who was going to get whacked? Well, I think yeah, it was characters it was, that were going to die. So it was too like name like who will survive each episode? Like what will be the order of, you know, how they die. And then yes, it was yeah. at the end who would be sitting on the iron throne. Yeah. Like, fantasy league for a fantasy TV show. I mean, what else is going to ever do that? I mean, I'm not going to say I'll never imagine anything, but you know, the, the streaming world is really fractured the content that people consume. And it's, you know, it's, it's hard for me to picture. I'm not going to say it'll never happen again, because of course it's something will come along, but it's hard for me to picture what's going to get people into collectively as a, as a culture, we're all into the same show. together. Right. Exactly. So, you know, one thing that we haven't really touched on, I mentioned it briefly, 
But where do we think this is going with Quan, and where do we think this is going with his, I'm going to say it loosely, his friend, um, where does this go? Because again, that's just another, they're not, it doesn't look like they're going to let that fall to the wayside. That's going to be a major, major point of, uh, season one, but where does Quan like, where does Quan go and what does, and I already forgot Soren. So, uh, is it Soren? Yeah. Soren. Yep. Soren. Yeah. Where does that go? How does like, how does that end? Um, I don't know if I really care. <laughs> Just being honest, right. I don't know if That's I really the, care. Um, like, it it, it kind of seems like they're trying to set it up that there that there's multiple side plots converging on Madrigal. Um, it kind of seems like that's where it's headed. Um, and she's going to be right in the middle of it. And maybe Soren's going to have to make a tough choice between his laissez-faire lifestyle of live free. I mean, I, really thinking about it now, I mean, he really feels like a pirate. You know, this really feels like Tortuga mm-hmm. from from Pirates of the Caribbean. Just a kind of a general lawless, but everybody kind of agrees socially to sort of follow a general kind of social construct of order that they're not going to harm one another and they have to work for some common good together. But at some point he's going to probably be put to a test where he's going to have to make a decision if he's going to do something to help the UNSC because he realizes there's things bigger going on that are, are truly a threat. Um, I think you'll probably see that happening if I'm just going to take a stab in the dark. Yeah. I mean, hopefully I, I hope they get the rogue one treatment and they get glass at the end of it, but <laughs> the, 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 the difference is I won't care. Um, at least right. if it keeps going this way. So I just, again, like that's the biggest thing. And I definitely sound like I'm hating right now, but that's the biggest thing is as much as this episode was better than the first two, there's no denying based on what you and I talked about, especially I know I like had no problem just vomiting how much I hated these first two episodes. There's so much going on that there's so it's so hard to actually care about that if you're trying to have all of these branching paths converge, you, you can't have five branching paths and only one of them you care about. Like the other four things that you're trying to do in season one have to have some sort of substance and have some sort of meaning. Well, and not only that, you have to have a main character or, you know, a group of characters that are the, the primary focus is on where it's really driving the narrative forward and really enticing you week by week. Occasionally there will be some side plots to, to some of these prestige TV kinds of, of dramas and shows and, and action comedies and, and things like that, that people get really into that, you know, maybe there's the, what's really happening kind of shifts and you're much more compelled by some of the side stuff. But for the most part, particularly with a new show, you, the, the main action, the, the primary character and the primary characters have to draw you in, has to be the focus. Introduce right. some of these it, side plots, some of these side characters that we're going to start caring about. Right. Exactly. And uh, Rob, you've played them. So, with the Spartan, the silver team, are they doing a little bit more? Are they incorporating 
the Halo Five, I believe it's called. Was Halo what? What was Halo Five subtitle? Guardians. Guardians. That's what I thought. Are, are they incorporating a little bit of that storyline where they're eventually going to go after Master Chief, or does that happen in the novels at all? Because I'm getting a vibe that essentially maybe Silver Team is going to be forced to choose and maybe all of them or maybe one of them is not sure where they're going to like what side they're going to be on. You know, it's hard to say at this point because we just haven't seen enough of Silver Team. Um, So in in Halo 5, uh, Chief's team is is blue team. Um, And it's primarily characters that are um, Spartans that he grew up with in the Spartan 2 program, which which is actually kind of cool to see them back. um, If you've if you've read The Fall of Reach, which I I think I mentioned before on the show, Um, if you're somebody who's who's just getting into Halo through this show uh, or you're a fan of the games and you're watching the show, too. Um, if you're looking to get into any of the expanded fiction and they've done some graphic novels, they've done several books. Um, they've got one that's literally just a novelization of the first game and it's actually not bad, but if you played the first game, like it, it adds a little bit, I think, but the fall of reach, I actually think is, is really, uh, recommendable because it really gets into the creation of the Spartan program, um, it's it's really quite interesting, and um, and, and at no point that I that I can remember does anything get retconned in later games. So you can feel pretty confident that it'll fill in just more of the world that that the games kind of uh, continue on. Um, in terms of you know, are they going to get sent after him? I think it's I think it's conceivable that some bureaucrat is going to send Silver Team after him. Uh, and Halsey, and you know they're supposed to be arrested or whatever. Um, I think Silver Team will probably. It, it doesn't seem like their allegiances are questioned at this point. It, it seems like their allegiances are to him and to each other, uh, first, second, third, and fourth, and, and maybe to Halsey fifth, and then the UNSC sixth. Um, so I don't think we'll really get into too much of a, uh, I don't know, a conflict between the, those Spartan characters at this point. All right. Yeah. Um, Cause that was just something I, I I'm not really uh, Halo five was one that I really don't remember and uh, not knowing exactly, you know, what happened in that. I just, I felt there was a little bit of a, you know, branching path there that sent uh, that felt like it was going in that direction. So, but Let's move on. Well, to um, be honest, like there's a lot of stuff that happens in the games that doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, no, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a sci-fi show about an alien ring that can house life and destroy it at the same time. Um, so not not always the most logical thing that happens here. But Rob, we've right. discussed the episode and, and, and really what we've talked about is is the main crux. I mean, Cortana does bring some much needed levity um, to the show. She, she does have some humor to her. I did find her a little bit funny. Um, You know, she was a pretty good foil to the like super serious approach. I I thought she broke it up rather well, but do you have anything else you want to talk about in the main crux of what the, the the theme was of this episode um in terms of you know maybe getting a little bit ahead of myself but as far as a favorite scene i actually really like 
Spartan team. And uh, she kind of introduces herself and just, it's no big deal to her. Like, yeah, here I am. Why wouldn't you introduce me? I'm part of the team. Like I, I actually found that scene to be really witty and fun. And um, I, I agree with what you had just said that it seems like she's going to be an injection of, of levity, but still going to be a character that is, you know, not just, she's right. not Jar Jar Binks. All right. Let's just make that clear. Like she's not, she's not, you know, slapstick. She's going to, she's going to prove her value. She's going to be a, an interesting character, but she's also going to be kind of funny at times too. And I'm, I'm interested to see how that develops. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I think that was a really good scene where he like, and that was maybe like the one moment where I actually kind of like not rooted for John, but was like, okay. Where he's like, get out of here. What are you doing? Like I told you to, I told you to stay out of this or like, yeah. don't talk or like, I was like, Oh, oh, yeah. oh okay. Wait a minute. That's wait. Did, did I just like what you did there? That this feels weird. Ew. Like, um, yeah, it's almost like the master chief is trying to paper train Cortana and it's hysterical. I love it. Yeah. So I, I did like that again. It'll be, interesting to see what that relationship is going to bring to the table, especially as it starts to, you know, what seems like it's going to develop where does court, you know, where does Cortana's loyalties lie? And if it's anything like the game, we certainly know where they will lie, but there's definitely that, that imbalance right now of, am I listening to my creator? Cause you can already, you know, there's already, instances where she questions what she's supposed to be doing yeah and it makes you wonder how much of halsey's actual personality is there um right i i kind of want to just for one second if we could just move backwards a little bit to the scene where cortana is kind of like the clone is being made um did you need the creepy scientific assistant in this episode like did that enhance your enjoyment of this episode when he was going to like maybe kiss the clone like did that creep you out did that did, did you need that at all because i didn't need that at all he he gave off the hey i have unwrapped candy in my jeans come sit in my van vibe <laughs> like it, it he was just holy cow it was so bad it was so bad like so bad that vibe yeah, it not only is it terrible, but it's one of those things that's like scene breakingly bad where you're sitting there watching it and you're so distracted by how stupid and creepy and just uh, my skin is crawling right now that it it reminds you that you're watching a TV show. Like it, right, it was and, so out of place. Yeah, and not for nothing, but you probably should be feeling something about the fact that there is they've already talked about the flash cloning and how that was, um, you know, put on hold and everything like that. You really should be thinking about how they are killing a a human being. Like they, they, they crafted this human being in order to make this AI intelligence, but you can tell she feels like she feels things. She asks questions. Um, and you just absolutely are, are sidetracked by this creeper guy. Yeah. And I think they were maybe trying. Yeah. It's just, that's terrible, but I think they were almost trying to get you to 
have an opinion on this clone just being dispatched, but they either, they either needed to give her more time to like get up and walk around and be a full person and then poke her in the eye, which, okay, I'm just gonna, that whole thing was gratuitous base of the skull to insert Cortana into it. Like the whole thing was just gratuitous, kind of weird, sort of unnecessary, not really based on anything from the game. And I, I just kind of checked out during that. I was, I found myself going, when is this going to be over? Because this is not enhancing my enjoyment of what I'm watching in any way. Right. Yeah. Nope. hundred percent agree. I think there was a lot left to be desired with that scene. It was a, a major miss in this episode. Without a doubt. It's again, like what did that add? If they were trying to make you feel something about how Halsey is this kind of take no prisoners. I'm, you know, again, that mad scientist sort of, you know, it kind of reminds me of that scene from Jurassic Park when Ian Malcolm's like, you know, you didn't, all you were worried about was whether you could, you never stopped to think about if you should. And I'm paraphrasing because I got the line wrong and it's a great line. Like it's one of the, it's one of the iconic lines of, of film, I think. And I kind of get that vibe from her. Like it's more about, well, can I, you know, can I do it? Can I do it? Can I get it? Can I make it happen? Can I achieve this as opposed to thinking about if, if it's actually ethical or should. Um, and it kind of makes you like they could have had an opportunity to go that way, but they decided to just sort of poke her in the eye and have her bleed all over the place without really giving us the chance right. to feel something about it. So it just, it comes out as a miss for me. Yeah, no, uh, definitely a hundred percent a miss for me felt it was really out of place and you, you really could have done something I think with that, had you given it a little bit more time, uh, to breathe. So definitely an agreement on that, but as we move on here, let's get into the roll credits episode, uh, portion of the episode, I should say, where we rate the episode out of five and give our final thoughts on it. So Rob, I, I will let you go first. Where does this episode actually rate for you? So this might come as a bit of surprise based on how much I dislike the second episode and my general feeling of disappointment, but slight optimism from the first one. And the fact that I've spent the last, you know, 45 minutes or so kind of dumping on this a bit. Um, this is actually still a three and a half for me, three and a half reels. Um, I think I'm going to be higher than you for sure, but I'm, I'm interested in now that we've actually been introduced to Cortana and she seems like she's going to be a great character, the growth in that relationship between her and the master chief, which is basically the fundamental like story device of the game series. Um, I'm interested in that. I want to see what happens with that. And I've in every, you know, every Thursday night, I become more and more at peace with the fact that this isn't the show that I thought I was going to get. They're telling something completely different. It's loosely based on characters and words and terms from the games. And the more I just kind of accept that, the more I'll be able to just enjoy the show for what it is. So that's why right now for me, this one's three and a half reels. Yeah, I think, Rob, you might be more surprised. You're above me, but it's it's by a half a notch. Uh, I'm actually going to give this episode three reels. Ooh, um, I am surprised by that. Mostly mostly for the fact that I am I am intrigued by the addition of Cortana. She seems like she's going to push the show in the right direction. And this did a remarkable thing. It made me 
look forward to episode four, where halfway through episode two, I stated, Jesus, if it wasn't if if it wasn't for the podcast, I would turn this episode episode off right now and I wouldn't care. Uh, so to to have a turnaround where I actually am like, OK, episode four. Yeah, let's let's see where this takes it. I'm at least interested. They they've at least given me something to, to bite on. And now there's a little bit of substance here. I, I do give this episode a, th- uh, a three out of five reels. So. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I guess, you know, for me, I'm just surprised that they haven't tried to have at least one action set piece per episode to continue to really get people hooked on this that are, again, that are the fans of the game. You know, we gr- we've gotten one. We're three episodes in. Well, that's a third of the way into season one because it's a nine episode season. We're a third of the way in and we've had one action scene. I mean, I guess there was kind of where well, where the the turncoat gets off of the the pod and comes in. Like, there's a little bit going on there, but that's not really an action scene. It was a, it was just an ass kicking. Like, there was just a a, a complete right. wiping the floor with them. Like, it really wasn't an action scene. Right, and we have like we haven't gotten a Master Chief action scene. We've gotten a a lot of him talking right him sitting yeah, we haven't got him against it, you know a whole army by himself right exactly so again well let's let's see bunch of episodes to go where are they going to take this it, it certainly seems like they're maybe starting to I, I feel like episode four it might push the pace um that's just my interpretation from what we saw here so we'll see that's what i'm expecting too I, I think I think four will right. give us a lot to look forward to. All right. Well, you know, that's going to conclude our our talk here about the latest episode of Halo from Paramount Plus. But, Rob, we recently also did something that was really fun uh, at Matt Goes to the Movies that we're going to hopefully here make a weekly thing. Um, well, at least for seven. Um, yeah. So. Let the listeners know about what we're doing. Yeah, so we are uh, we're getting together in person and and watching the whole Resident Evil series start to finish because that's a series you kind of need some emotional support to to get through for for large portions of it because it's it starts off kind of bad and it actually just gets worse from there and uh, we're doing it uh, in video form this time so. Uh, Matt and uh, the assistant to the um, director of programming, Brandon, and myself got together and uh, we watched it last Sunday and we uh, we shot a kind of a rapid reaction video right after it. Uh, we're hoping to get that video released and all the final touches of it done within the next couple of days. Um, a lot goes into video that you don't have to do with just audio. So uh, we're hoping to get that done and available. It'll be published on YouTube. So stay tuned to the fan page uh, on Facebook. Stay tuned to Instagram. All of, uh, Stay tuned to TikTok. All the ways that you can interact with the Matt Goes to the Movies program. Uh, we'll let you know when that episode is available on YouTube. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. Uh, we do have um, an episode for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming out. We're going to record that tomorrow, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, not only am I recording an episode for this show, but I will be joining uh, longtime listeners of this show. will know him, Harrison from The Basement Binge. I will be joining his show as well to discuss my thoughts on Sonic 2. So that should be really fun. Rob, listeners, thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, We will see you next time for another episode of 
Matt goes to the movies.